Hello and welcome to Touching the Sunrise podcast. I am Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach, and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and Spiritual Guide in the Heartwork Program, which specializes in helping people walk the road of spiritual growth and inner healing. For the past 10 years, I have been walking alongside wonderful women and men who want a more heart-centered and spiritual life, but would like support along the way, through online programs, groups, and one-on-one spiritual guidance. I walk with people along a contemplative and healing path, one that has been trodden for thousands of years. Basically, I'm here to help you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, who has come to make your being the throne of the Holy Trinity, so that your life, your prayer, your relationships, your dreams and goals will most deeply satisfy the desires of your heart. You can find out more about me and what God has led me to do in the world by visiting my website, touchingthesunrise.com. Let's start, as we always do, by reconnecting, remembering, refreshing. Take a deep breath directly into your heart even deeper than your heart, into that soul, that spirit, that place where divine grace transforms you with the presence, the light, and the life of the divine trinity. We enter into our inner world, to that sacred space, that inner sanctuary where God dwells. Notice what that room, that space is like. Is it large or small? Is it dark or light? What is the feel of that place? It is in that space, wherever that sacred place for us is that we experience Jesus calling us his true friend, his darling one, his fair one. We're not used to hearing ourselves called lovely, beautiful, wanted, good. But Jesus looks beyond everything we see in ourselves. And he looks at the motives of our heart. He sees all we have been through. And he wants to free us. He wants to free you. He can look at everything that we would call ugly and messy. And he can still call us lovely where we see blemishes and pain and sorrow. He sees beauty. He sees our future. All our lives we've sought to be loved and needed. We need His love, only His love, 
to bring us true healing. We are convinced, no doubt, that God sees us as we see ourselves, but that is not so. God sees us through his own love, his own fidelity. The, the pleasure he had in creating us still remains. The dreams he had in making us still fill his heart. And like the hound of heaven, as Francis Thompson said, he's still seeking us out. He's still opening up for us ways into the beauty of his dream for us. God has thought about us all our life, even before we were born. God knew us. And God wants to bring us whole and entire, beautiful, into heaven, to be with him for all eternity. So let our hearts, let your heart, call out to this God of love. Let us surrender to the work of the Spirit within us. In the U.S., over 70 million are in lockdown under the government's orders. And across the world, government officials are pleading with people to stay home. We all have at least a tinge of anger at the students and adults who had crowded the beaches, some of whom having now returned to colleges and universities and are testing positive for coronavirus and are infecting others. Stay inside, officials are pleading. Stop going to the beach, to the park, to the bar, to the pub. In his letter to the Cistercian communities, the Abbot General of the Cistercians, Father Mauro Giuseppe Laporo, he reflects on our difficulty in heeding this call to stop flinging ourselves into work or to pleasure. He says, one stops today only if one is stopped. To stop oneself freely has become almost impossible in contemporary Western culture, which is globalized for that matter. One does not even really stop on vacations, he says, and only on pleasant setbacks, for instance, an illness or a financial setback, or in this case, a worldwide global pandemic, only these unpleasant setbacks really manage to stop us in, in our breathless race to take ever greater advantage of life, of time, he says, and often also of other persons. Now, however, an unpleasant setback like an epidemic has stopped almost all of us. Our projects and plans have been annihilated until we do not know when. I saw an article about, well, that's the end of 2020. And looking ahead to 2021. Um, however, 2020 isn't over yet. In Psalm 46, God himself asks us to, to be still. We could say to shelter in place in the inner shrine of our heart. This invitation of God to us is really a healing word 
And it's a healing word especially to a people that today is constantly running, constantly entertaining ourselves, always throwing ourselves toward some future. Be still is, is a word of meaning. It's a call to pull ourselves away from the superfluous and to really locate what is of true value, to desire, to have a taste for what is of true value. Anxiety also can make it hard to stop. I mean, this really is a hard stop. We aren't just changing directions or occupations or locations. We're not even taking a breather before throwing ourselves anew into life as we have known it. The world has stopped. Activities, the economy, political life, trips, entertainments, sports have stopped, as well as public religious life. And it's when we are forced to stop that we discover how much we still run inside. We discover that we were holding on to something that suddenly doesn't appear to be quite as important as it was. Yet, to drop the dramatic investment we've created is to admit that we don't know how and who we are without it. As long as we are running inside, in our thoughts and fears and feelings and demands, we will not stay home unless there is a guard at the door. And we certainly will not stay home in the inner shrine of our heart. Be still, God says, and know that I am God. Father Mauro Giuseppe reflects further, God asks us to keep ourselves still. He does not impose it. He wants us to stop before him. To stop before him and remain freely by choice. That is, to remain freely with him out of love. He does not stop us like the police who arrest a fugitive delinquent. He wants us to stop as one stops before a beloved person or how one stops before the tender beauty of a newborn who sleeps, or at a sunset, or, he says, before a work of art that fills us with wonder and silence. Stop. Be still. God asks us to stop in recognition that for us, His presence fills the whole universe. His presence is the most important thing in life, which nothing can exceed. And so he says to stop before God means to recognize that his presence fills this instant, and thus his presence fully satisfies our heart in whatever circumstances and condition we find ourselves. When we get to the other side of this pandemic, and we will, this newfound silence of soul in the overwhelming power of divine presence, it is this that we should still and always keep alive. This sense of our frailty, of our childlike wonder before our Creator, with this capacity to to renounce those things that are not needed, that are superfluous, extra, 
to safeguard what really is much more profound, which what is much more true in us and among us, with this faith that our life is, is not in our hands, but in the hands of God. As we struggle through the anxiety of not knowing the consequences of this pandemic in our own lives and in society as a whole, the world as a whole, we are not left alone as a child is not left alone by a good parent. God enters with us into this trial. He suffers this trial with us and for us. He enters into our suffering to the point of his death on the cross. Thus, he reveals to us that our life in trial is also in consolation, has an infinitely greater meaning than, than the resolution of this pandemic. Our life, our life means so much more than just being well, being safe. The true peril that looms over our life is it's not the threat of death, but the possibility of living it without meaning, of living it without really being directed toward something more, something greater, this, this larger fullness of life, and toward a greater salvation than health. So, as you shelter in a place, stay home, or perhaps are putting your own life at risk on the front lines of essential services and medical care, let these words of God bring your heart peace. Be still and know that I am God, exalted over nations, exalted over the earth. This pandemic is not more powerful than God who holds us all in the palm of his hand. Having outward stillness imposed on us through lockdowns gives us this opportunity to search now for the tiny flickering lights of inner stillness, the relieved sighing of, of exhausted hearts, this realization that we are not alone, this realization that, that the darkness has never and will never overcome the divine plan at work in the world's history. This time of trial, any time of trial, personally and as a whole, can make people harsher or it can make them more sensitive. We can become more indifferent or we can become more compassionate. At bottom, it all depends on the love with which we live this trial out. And this love is what Christ wants to grant you and me. This love is what Christ wants to awaken in us with his presence. Any trial, all trials, whatever they are, they come and they go. But if we live them out with love, this wound, as the Abbot General of the Cistercians says, the wound that the trial cuts into our lives will be able to remain open like that on the body of the risen one, his wound in his side that's open and out of which flow the sacraments. 
out of which we are fed and healed and washed. We too, by living in love, our, our sufferings and our trials, we have a wound that remains open to love, serve, and give to others. It's this ever-surging spring, he says, of compassion. So my wish for you all is that you and I and all of us find through this trial, through this darkness, this journey through the valley of tears, that love that will give us meaning so that we will delight in being still and in cherishing what is of true value. God has amazing ways of knocking on people's hearts, awakening desires, arousing questions, provoking an unexpected spiritual fire. Remember, if you'd like some extra support and are ready to embark on a sustained spiritual journey, you can connect with me in a number of ways by going to my website, touchingthesunrise.com. So until the next time, take care of yourself. And remember that you are not alone. You are loved no matter what. And when you search within yourself, you will not only find yourself, but the throne of the Divine Trinity. You have a calling, a mission, and every gift, every grace, every moment, even every fall, mistake, and sin is a step toward your completely and wholly being taken up into the mystery of God's love for you and for all creation. Remember always that you have a treasure of inexpressible joy hidden in an earthen vessel, small and fragile. May this overflowing joy fill you and yours with its fragrance. God be with you.